my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone is having an absolutely fantastic day today and a busy day down here at Health Masters. We're getting everybody's orders out to them. And thank you for being patient with some of the transit times. Again, I've told you guys repeatedly, we've been getting caught up with a lot of the companies as far as a lot of, you know, priority mail and UPS. They're really starting to get back on the ball again for the most part. And, of course, our shipments, we try to have shipments out same day. But, again, sometimes we do have products that run out a certain day, and we're trying to get them back in. The vitamin C with antioxidants ran out yesterday, and we do have another batch that will be here the beginning of next week. So hold tight on that. If you have ordered some, we'll be back ordering it, and we'll have it out to you within a week. And there's usually a few other products that occasionally that happens to. But we're getting very, very good with staying on top of our inventory the best we can in this new new business model. I'll be honest with you, this is completely different to me. Having to have enormous amount of inventory stored up all the time and having to order products sometimes six and seven months in advance is something I've never been accustomed to in the business world. And now it's becoming essentially the new normal, so to speak. As sad as that is for me to say, but one thing I do have to say, and I have to take my own advice, I told you all yesterday – What we're seeing at the Canadian-Montana border right now with the truckers, and they're basically refusing to leave. It's funny. Law enforcement came out and basically said they were calling tow trucks to start towing off some of the semi-trucks that are blocking the the transit port, basically where they go in and out of the country. And uh, every single one of the tow truck companies said, we're sorry, we can't come out due to – COVID right now. Uh, we'll get back to you whenever we can come out and tow some people when we don't have any COVID issues, which I thought was quite funny as you see so many people using that excuse now as an excuse to pretty much do sloppy work and not have inventory. They were actually doing it as essentially a troll to law enforcement and all the other agencies because, of course, most of the tow truck companies are on the same page with the Canadian truckers and the U.S. truckers, and they're not going to comply. Now they're talking about a U.S. trucker convoy that's talking about starting from California all the way to D.C. We'll see how that continues to go. But the first thing I wanted to talk about here is DNA. You guys have heard me repeatedly talk about why it's so important to keep your DNA uh, privacy intact not giving your DNA off to companies to find out about background heritage, as we've talked about in detail years ago with 23andMe and Ancestry.com. They're very, very candid about they sell your DNA to third-party researchers, including pharmaceutical companies. GlaxoSmithKline pinned a multi-million-dollar, I think it was pushing almost a billion-dollar deal actually last time I checked that, to uh, buy DNA from 23andMe because it's just worth that much money. And now we're seeing another article come out talking about China's push to control America's health care future. Now, one thing about this is this isn't just about China trying to control the health care future of the United States. This is about the massive global banking corporations along with the Rockefeller, Rothschild, etc. complex that's trying to control everything. And it goes on the detail in this article on Fox News about how there's an emerging threat for China's push to acquire healthcare data, including the DNA of American citizens. And it talks about a company 
that is pretty much BGI Group, the world's largest biotech firm that's based in China, approached Washington for an enticing offer. It wanted to help build and run a state-of-the-art COVID testing lab. Ah, COVID testing lab again. Isn't that interesting? And they would provide technical expertise and high through output sequencers and make additional donations to the company. Now, it seemed like a really good offer. And, of course, the more that they got dug into it, BGI essentially wants the DNA of everybody in the United States. Now, why do they want the DNA? Well, maybe is the same reason why I talked about at the end of last year. Cipost, C-I-G-N-P-O-S-T Diagnostics, was a government-approved supplier, the number one government-approved supplier for COVID rapid testing in Europe. And they're based out of the UK. They were a government-approved supplier. And the company basically said they were learning more and more about human health and providing the express test. And while people didn't realize it, when they actually clicked the box when they got COVID testing, it was a 4,876-word privacy policy that outlined its research program, which clearly stated that your DNA were biological samples and the DNA obtained from the samples as well as genetic information derived from processing your DNA samples could be sold. Now, again, why am I bringing this up? You hear these companies constantly want your DNA, want your DNA, want your DNA, want your DNA. I saw an article yesterday that was actually quite disturbing, and it's not surprising, but yet grossly disturbing at the same time. CoreSight AI. Now, what is CoreSight AI? CoreSight AI is a facial recognition subsidiary that has only been around a couple years, and it's an Israeli AI company based from Cortica. It proposed to devise a solution for the sort of situation by using DNA to create a model of your face that can be run through facial recognition software. This this guy's is going to creep you out. You can put your seatbelts on for this one. This isn't a joke. This is Corsite AI, an Israeli AI company, Cortica. Corsite unveiled its DNA to face product in a presentation last week by Chief Executive Officer Robert Watts intended to court financiers at the Imperial Capital Investors Conference. It was part of the company's overall product roadmap, which also includes movement and voice recognition. The DNA to face tool constructs a physical profile by analyzing genetic material collected in a DNA sample. Corsite declined it request any or decline to answer any questions about the presentation. However, the market materials show that the company is focused on government and law enforcement applications for technology. And the advisory boards for this Israeli company are James Woolsey, you guys know him, the former director of the CIA, and of course Oliver Ravel, the former assistant director of the FBI. Yeah, they are the advisory boards to this AI software company based out of Israel. thought you guys would like that. And they go on to say that the science needed to support this system doesn't technically exist yet. However, it is already being worked on. Worrying enough is the signal the industry's ambitions for the future where face detection becomes one facet of a broader effort to identify people by any available means they can find. So everybody kept wondering why I said don't give your DNA up. Don't be giving these stupid testing companies permission. If you have to absolutely take a COVID test, take a rapid test that's in your hands that you basically test, even though I still don't do that, nor do I recommend it. If you have to do that, do it for that reason. Take a rapid one that basically is yours and you're not sending off your DNA because as you can clearly see now, 
Your DNA is extremely valuable. There's a reason why they're paying billions of dollars for it. And this same information that they collect from your DNA that they now are saying they are building a face-to-DNA software platform to actually build a software 3D-generated facial expression of you directly from your DNA is not just going to be used for facial recognition. It's going to be used to track every aspect of our moves if we continue to comply along with it. This goes along with the information that they gather with you online when it comes to basically your websites you visit, with the Facebook stuff you post. And then you see the stupid things that people post like the 10-year challenge where they'll literally hand Facebook their own facial recognition changing from when 10 years ago to current photos. That's not a challenge that's organic that just pops up out of nowhere. It's started by Facebook or should I say meta, to build a data log on you to see how you age over a decade, and then it runs it through a facial recognition algorithm. All of this stuff is tracked. All of it is monitored. That's why it is best to try to keep your privacy as intact as possible and do not give it up, especially when it comes to your DNA. But I wanted to bring that up because I've been talking about it for the last two years now about the DNA they've been collecting with these nasal swabs and the companies that have been chomping at the bits like hyenas to get your DNA. And for what reason? Well, now you see the Israeli AI company Cortica is now building a DNA to face product that they want to be able to take every single DNA that they can gather in the entire world and build facial recognition simply off your DNA, even if they don't have any photos of you on record. That's how crazy the technology is getting now that they are starting to bring out. What do you think, Deb? You know, Austin, it's been one of those days that I've had all kinds of stuff hitting me all morning as far as on the, uh, on my, on my news feed. And I've had one of my top physician friends that I know now was contacted by Kennedy, uh, because she basically came out and said that we were having an issue now as far as the two people that weren't being affected by the, how should I say, the kill shots and by this coronavirus that weren't targeted from a genome standpoint were Akinashi Jews and Amish. And now she went out on a national show and talked about this. And I told her, if you do this, uh, you're going to open up a hornet's nest. And she did. <laughs> she opened up a hornet's nest. And now she's asked me that in the event that she has a sudden death for me to contact her husband and push for an investigation. Yeah, that was all this morning. And, and I'm like, what the heck? You know, is it is it that, you know, how should I say dangerous to talk about some of this stuff? Well, yeah, actually, it is. And that's why the vast majority of people who are on alt media, including the mainstream media, won't discuss any of it because the powers to be that we're going to talk about right now that run the planet, they don't want you talking about that because they've got a narrative they've set up that they want you to follow their narrative. Here's an article right now from The Vibes. It says Israeli cops appear to use, appear to admit use of spyware without warrant. Justice Minister has pledged a full investigation following a media report. Israeli police on Tuesday appeared to acknowledge that they had used espionage technology without a warrant after allegations emerged last month that they had used is an Israeli firm, NSO Group's controversial Pegasus. There we go. We talked about this many times. Spyware. Israeli's Justice Minister had pledged a full investigation after businesses daily said police had used Pegasus against Israelis at the forefront of protests against former Prime Minister, career criminal, Kabbalist, Luciferian, Benjamin Netanyahu. I've added that. 
the police had firmly denied the allegations, and Commissioner Yakov Shabai had said that the police had not found any evidence to support this information. But on Tuesday, police had an in-depth investigation had revealed that new elements changed certain aspects of the matter. In a statement that did not mention Pegasus or the NSO group, police said that these elements had led the public prosecutor to take immediate measures to prevent potential violations regarding cyber surveillance, adding that the police comply with the measures. Now, I read all that to do this. Yesterday, we talked about Whoopi Goldberg. Now, we were one of the – in fact, I was the only that we heard yesterday that I've listened to multiple shows. We were the only show that discussed what happened to her on The View because she talked about the Holocaust. Now, let me let me stop for one second before I step on too many toes here. I am not saying that the concentration camps were not real. I'm not saying that a lot of people didn't die in the concentration camps. I'm not saying that the German people didn't do a whole bunch of really bad things to people in those concentration camps and the doctors, especially Mengele and the rest, as far as experimentation on people who were in the concentration camps. But I, what I will say is this. The vast majority of the people – the 4.5 million Jews and other people that were alive still in concentration camps at the end of the war, they were primarily used for slave labor. Now, just say that. Now, was there a systematic process to try to get rid of the Jewish population in Europe by extermination? Well, they really can't find any paperwork signed by Hitler or anybody else at the highest levels of the Third Reich implicating that. Could that paperwork have been destroyed? Yes. Obviously, but you know the Germans kept you know copious records on what they did, and that type of systematic genocide, you know, to the levels that they talk about, simply can't be documented. Now I'm just going to be direct about that. Now that we have had a whole Holocaust, how should I say, industry built up around that. Okay, now we have, you know, in the, in the media, which is controlled primarily <clears throat> by the by the Jewish, how should I say, uh, Akinashi Jews that Lee talked about as far as, you know, having a lower death rate and weren't affected by the shots. Uh, they're basically controlled through all of that. In fact, you have to realize that the vast majority of the media is run at the highest levels by this specific genetic group. Now, so they've controlled the Holocaust narrative for years and years and years. Now, here's the problem they run into. Whoopi Goldberg, she's not real smart. Okay, she's not. She's, to be honest with you, she's kind of stupid. But but the reality is is that you know she's very well known and she has been placed in a position of extreme prominence with the View. Now I don't know anybody who watches the View. I, I wouldn't have any interest in listening to a bunch of liberal weirdos talking about weirdo stuff all the time. I wouldn't pay any attention to. It. I've never seen the show. But here's the thing: Whoopi Goldberg has been put up because she's black, not because she's smart. Okay, and because she's female. And because she's liberal in this very high position. But when she comes out and starts making comments about the Holocaust, which aren't the narrative that they've been told to talk about or the narrative that we've been had pushed on us for the past 70, 80 years, they have a huge blowback with her. She's now been suspended from The View for two weeks. And we'll see if she comes back or not. And we, this, it made, in fact, it was such a big deal. There's a big picture of her on the front page of Drudge stating that she has been suspended from The View. In fact, the Drudge has led with two main stories on this. And and basically what it's saying is that Whoopi Goldberg is supposed to have known better. She's suspended two weeks now because of her Holocaust remarks. Remember, she doesn't anything bad about Jews, but she didn't follow the mainstream narrative. 
So the ADL, the Anti-Defamation League, has come after her and just absolutely eviscerated her. And now the, the top Jewish folks there at The View have basically suspended her for two weeks. ABC News President Kim Godwin confirmed the suspension on Tuesday and released a statement. Effective immediately, I'm suspending Whoopi Goldberg for two weeks for her wrong and hurtful comments. While Whoopi has apologized, I have asked her to take time to reflect and learn about the true impact of her comments. The entire ABC's news organization stands in solidarity with our Jewish colleagues, families, friends, and communities. Tomorrow's episode of The View will air just four co-hosts. Now, I found that interesting that they would actually do this to this level to a person who they put up this high. Again, the other, another article from, from Deadline, it says Whoopi Goldberg suspended from The View by ABC after wrong and hurtful Holocaust comments. Now, she never denied the Holocaust. And she never denied that, you know, Jews were killed or everybody else were killed. All she said was basically it was an example of you know man's inhumanity towards man. That's it. True statement. There's nothing wrong with what she said. That's an absolute fact. But she wasn't allowed to say that because it was not the narrative. Now, we've got to ask ourselves a question. Who in the world is running this show with these media outlets like this? Do they have that kind of power? We talked about it yesterday in depth because now the ADL has come out and said that only a white person could be racist in order to hold down black people and people of color. That's what I, read you, I read you their quote yesterday. So you can't even make it up. And so now it's, again, going against white people and because Whoopi Goldberg didn't do the narrative the way she was supposed to. And here's the thing. They're talking about a book that was about the Holocaust that had been banned in certain schools because of the graphic imagery and some of the bad language that was in it. That was the topic of the show that day. Why in the world did the producers even allow that topic to come up? Hmm? I don't know. Was that something that just slipped through the cracks? Were these people not given proper instruction on what they're supposed to say about all this? Maybe they were given a script to have read or to have memorized before they started discussing any of this stuff. I don't know. Or maybe they just thought that these guys had been programmed enough because of the quote-unquote Holocaust industry that's been around for the last 70 years that, you know, they would have, they would march to the beat of the correct drummer. Maybe Whoopi just came off chain for a little bit and said something that wasn't what they wanted her to say. But the whole thing is a massive overblown because why? Why would they do that? Why would they come in so hard against her? Here's why. The group that has run this narrative now for 70 years – basically controls the media, and they have programmed the American population to have compassion on Israel because what happened in Nazi Germany and the destruction you know, of the Jewish families and so many Jews that were killed and gypsies that were killed, etc., and other people who were German citizens who were against Hitler who were killed, all these people were killed. But they've programmed us not to think about anything except for the Holocaust for World War II. World War II has become a footnote to the Holocaust versus the Holocaust being a footnote to World War II. hundred million people died in World War II, but yet the Holocaust is pushed to a level higher than World War II. We don't hear about patent. We don't hear about the Battle of the Bulge. We don't really hear about the beaches of Normandy very often or the invasion of the American and the United States and the British forces into Normandy and, you know, in Omaha Beach. We don't hear about that. You know, this thing that was done with, you know, with the, the movie that Spielberg did over 20 years ago, that's about all we heard about, Saving Private Ryan. But we, we constantly hear about the Holocaust because that's the narrative they want to push because they control the media to create 
sympathy for Israel. Why do they do that? Because Israel is neck deep in the Costa Nostra with the Rothschild banking cartel and laundering trillions of dollars in drug money all over the world from their basically different mafioso groups they work with. They control the international banking cartels with the Rothschild banking cartels, the other central banks throughout the world, including our $30 trillion in debt now in the United States. All of this is controlled via Israel, which is a non-extradition country. They're also bringing in a third temple to bring in the Antichrist to resurrect their serpent god. But we're not supposed to talk about any of that because we're supposed to be good little Zionist Christians that have been programmed from the Schofield Reference Bible. All of that was part of why Whoopi Goldberg got tattooed. This is not a mention that because they don't want us to think about other things than the narrative that we've been fed. If we try to think outside of that box, all of a sudden it's like you're a racist, you're white. I'm not a racist. I'm just asking about you know these numbers correct. Is this correct? I mean, what about the Battle of the Bulge? I mean, you know, what about the Russian soldiers coming in and raping the German women in Berlin? And the ones who were pregnant cutting off their nipples so they couldn't feed their babies, so their babies would all starve to death. And what about the wholesale rape of Europe by the Soviet troops through the occupation for over 50 years? Why in the world doesn't anyone want to talk about that? Oh, no, we don't talk about that. Uh, okay, why not? Well, we don't talk about that. Well, how about the fact that the Soviet Union, that Russia was overthrown by the same Rothschild banking cartel that swore a blood vengeance against the family of the czars back in 18 in the early 1800s when they paid off a bunch of debt to the monarchies and the basically the rich folks in Europe so they wouldn't have central banks put in by the Rothschild banking cartels to their Kabbalist Luciferian money magic and they swore a blood oath to kill the czar and his family and they did that and then they came in and overthrew Russia and put a central bank in and all, it's all the same people guys it's the synagogue of satan and it's the same group that has been running the planet since the days of the ancient Canaanite religions. It's the same group, always the same guys. It's the same group that took down Building 7. It's the same group that basically put a missile into the side of the Pentagon because that was not an airplane. It's the same group, the same group, the same group, the same group. It's always the same group. And if we understand that, then we understand what happened to Whoopi Goldberg and why she got tattooed because she went after that group because she didn't speak their narrative. The book of Revelation, the Bible, just in case you guys want to have a little scripture reference to this, Revelation 2, verses 9, to the angel of the church of Smyrna write, These are the words of the first and the last who died and returned to life. I know your affliction and your poverty, though you were rich, and I'm aware of the slander of those who falsely claim to be Jews, but are in fact a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Look, the devil is about to throw you some of you into prison to test you, and you will suffer tribulation and attempt for ten days. Be faithful even unto death, and I will give you a crown of life. It's to the point that when you stand against these guys, you may get thrown in prison, and you may end up dying. He's saying it right here in the book of Revelations. It is the synagogue of Satan, those who claim to be Jews but are not, who are in fact the synagogue of Satan. But they use this Jewish card that they've pushed now so hard because of the Schofield Reference Bible for over a 100 years, to justify with the Christians in the United States so they'll shut up and do everything to support Israel. I told you guys, I, I knew a lady who used to write with for a major, basically, all-publishing company. You know, I'd give you the name, you know who it was. And she told me she was a hardcore Zionist. 
and, I, and she told me, she said, I believe, I personally believe that it doesn't matter what Israel does, that if they start World War III and they destroy the entire planet and everybody dies, I'm standing with Israel. And I said to her, I said, you can't possibly mean that. She goes, well, yes, I do. I'm 100% sold out to Israel. Well, I come to find out a little bit later on, apparently she Jewish and she wasn't even Christian. She was pretending to be a Christian, but she wasn't. She was a Jew. She was a Jew. And so the problem is this. How in the world can you have that kind of loyalty to a country that is run by the Costa Nostra? Ask yourself that question. I don't know. But Whoopi Goldberg sure just made a comment, and, and there we have it. See, and again, this is it. Now, not all Jews are part of the synagogue of Satan. I'm going to say that because I'm very clear about that on the show. And the Jews, they're saying in the book of Revelation, aren't even doing this. They're claiming to be Jews, but they are not. They are of the synagogue of Satan. They are the worshipers of the ancient Baal religions of Baal, Moloch, Asherah, and all of the human sacrifice and all of the stuff that happened throughout the Old Testament, all the way back to Egypt, all the way to Isis and Osiris worship, all of this stuff that was written in the Zohar put together for the synagogue of Satan, this is the group that runs the planet through the international banking cartels. This is that group. And you say, well, gosh, Ted, this sounds awful today. Well, I'm just telling you guys who runs the planet. And it's always the same guys. And you dig deep enough, it's like they control everything. They control the supply lines. They're controlling all of this, how should I say, DNA that Austin was talking about in his first segment and this genome-specific bioweapons that my friend talked about. Now she's scared they may kill her. All of this stuff is happening right now as we speak. And in the Revelation 3.9, it also says to the church in Philadelphia, I know your deeds. See, I have placed before you an open door which no one can shut. For you have only a little strength, yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Look at those who belong to the synagogue of Satan, who claim to be Jews but are liars instead. I will make them come and bow down at your feet, and they will know that I love you. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I will also keep you from the hour of testing that is about to come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth. Guys. How much more blunt does the Bible have to be? But when do you hear this preached on a Sunday morning? And again, I'm saying this again repeatedly. The vast majority of the Jews, though they are extremely liberal, pro-abortion, pro-gay, and a whole bunch of other stuff that they are, they are not of the synagogue of Satan, and they don't get involved in all of this weird stuff with the international banking cartels. But there's a group that are not really Jews or Satanists, and I include Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, who don't claim to be Jews, but they are of the synagogue of Satan, and a whole bunch of other people probably in the last Trump administration who were involved directly with all of this stuff. And if you don't understand that, you got to realize that Trump's own daughter is the Kabbalist witch who practices from the Zohar. Guys, listen to me. This is the same group. It's always the same people. And if you understand that, it starts to make sense. If you don't get it and see it, it'll never make any sense because the web is too confusing. And that's what we've run into now, isn't it? We've got Whoopi Goldberg having to issue apologies on multiple shows yesterday, multiple statements, and she's still being suspended for two weeks. Now, is the world going to come to an end because Whoopi Goldberg is suspended from The View? Uh, no. Will the world probably be a better place because Whoopi Goldberg is suspended from The View? I don't know. I, I, can't, I don't watch the stupid show anyhow. But what I will say is this. Nothing is going to be better because of this draconian censorship. She made a comment that was her right to do. 
It was her right. It was a First Amendment right, and she's being sanctioned for it. That's what everybody needs to look at with this. Who can you not criticize, and you'll find out who rules you. I'm telling you that right now. When the international bankers control BlackRock, State Street, Vanguard, the Bloodline families, Sassoon's, all the rest, we've talked about it in depth, and they're the ones who control their fiefdom that they call Israel for their non-extradition country, so they can run in a new world order and have it headquartered out of Tel Aviv or out of Jerusalem through an Israeli Supreme Court under Noahide laws. That's the dream these guys have that are the synagogue of Satan. And they could care less if they kill every single Jew in Israel or kill every Jew on the planet. That's not their goal. Their goal is worldwide dominion from the synagogue of Satan. And if we get that, everything starts making sense. If we don't, it doesn't. Because that's the group that runs the planet through the international monetary systems. Klaus Schwab, you will own nothing by 2030, and you will be happy as we put you into a metaverse, into a simulated reality. Guys, these people are some sick puppies, the synagogue of Satan. They are some real weirdos. And that's why we've got to stand against them, and we have to constantly tell the truth about God's Word, who Jesus Christ is, and what we can do through Christ, and how we can do all things through Him. That's the key here. You've got to be Christ-minded and Christ-centered. Tell your pastors to read their own Bible and to learn who the synagogue of Satan is, and they'll understand what's going on. Tell them to preach it from the pulpit. They say, well, a lot of people get really mad because they've been programmed by the Zionist, you know, Schofield Bible. Well, they will. You've got to take them all the way back to Samuel Untermeyer, all the way back to the 1820s, all the way back to the three building of the Third Temple, all the way back to the Masonic Lodge infiltration into the churches. All of this stuff needs to be addressed if we're ever to bring Christianity back to where it's supposed to be. It's very, very important. I didn't want to, I didn't want to cover this again today, but when they threw Whoopi Wolf Goldberg off suspended her for two weeks, I thought, Good grief, the power these people have and the ability to do anything they want to anybody, even somebody they've made as preeminent as Whoopi Goldberg with her career. I mean, this girl, she won, she won an Academy Award. I mean, she's, she's, she's been, she's, she's, she's one of the top Hollywood figure go-to people and they just sanctioned her. Wow. Austin, what do you think, buddy? And, and what's your next story? Well, you're exactly right. The entire thing that people need to get from the situation is that censorship is upon us like a plague right now, and it is not a joke, and it is not getting better. And the more that people comply and go along and agree with this type of nonsense censorship, I don't care for Whoopi Goldberg. I don't really like anything she says. I watched her interview, the short version of what got her in trouble. She has said much, much stupider things and much more racial things on her show before. And the fact that this is what they're sanctioning for and the fact, like you said, that Every single mainstream media outlet is literally put her in a pressure cooker right now because of this one comment, when in reality, they say an, uh, right around 85 million people died in World War II. It was the most violent war in U world history as far as death rate. They go on to say the majority of – if you look at the numbers on it, R.J. Rummel estimated that the total death toll from Nazi democide – was 20.9 million people. That include Soviet prisoners of war, German dissidents, Soviet civilians, political prisoners, religious dissenters, homosexuals, gypsies. 21 million people roughly just got killed all across the board. And they say roughly around 4 million of the Jewish population was killed. It was an absolutely horrific conflict. 
And there's a quote from that film, Fury. It's a graphic, graphic film. I don't recommend it unless you're trying to watch a World War II film. It's with Brad Pitt, and it's about tank warfare in World War II. And this new private that basically is a clerk gets sequestered into this tank unit, and he has no idea what he's getting himself into. And one of the guys that's basically one of the hardened guys in there says, wait till you see it. And this kid looks at him. This kid's like 18 years old, and he goes, what do you – what do you mean? He goes, wait till you see what one man can do to another man, and you'll realize what's going on right now. And that was World War II. Unbelievably graphic, unbelievably violent, horrific war. And the fact now that people have turned that entire war and made that war based below the Holocaust is, quite frankly, insulting the entire military occupation that we pushed over there from the United States and lost so many young men in that war. And along with everybody else that died from all over the entire world, it's insulting. So to see them say this and basically try to eviscerate her shows you the censorship is real and it's getting more aggressive. Also, too, in other news, this is something I wanted to bring up. John Hopkins University. You know, John Hopkins is the one that was really doing the huge study on COVID deaths, COVID lockdowns, all this stuff over the last two years now. And the new study that just came out, they concluded that lockdowns have a much more detrimental impact overall in society than producing any level of benefit. The author wrote, the meta-analysis concludes that lockdowns have little to no public health effects. They have imposed enormous economic societal costs where they have been adopted. The focus of the study, according to the author, was to determine whether there was empirical evidence to support the belief that lockdowns and restrictions reduced COVID-19 morbidity. Researchers define lockdowns as any government mandate that directly restricts people's possibilities, such as policies that limit internal movement, traveling, closing schools, businesses, etc. In other words, did lockdowns reduce COVID death at all? The conclusion was no. Lockdowns, and I quote, have little to no effect on COVID-19 mortality. More specifically, stringency index study analysis found that lockdowns in Europe and the United States only reduce COVID-19 mortality by 0.1 to 0.2% on average, which isn't even statistically relevant in most cases. In a further analysis of lockdowns versus no lockdowns, face masks, closing essential businesses, broader closures, school closures, limited gatherings, the study also found no broad basis evidence of noticeable effects on COVID-19 mortality. Now, I don't like to be arrogant about anything, but to all the people that sent me the horrific emails and people that I got in arguments with and all the morons on social media that tried to eviscerate me, what, spring, I want to say April, April and May of 2020, you guys can go kick rocks now. I called it right when it started that this was the largest government overreach we had ever seen in recorded history and that there was no reason whatsoever we need to be having lockdowns and restrictions and closures of businesses and telling people, you're not essential, but you're essential. You can work. You're not essential to run your small business. You have to shut down. I still remember the basically a business owner in Tampa that owned a game store. He sold video games. He sold board games. He sold playing cards in Tampa, Florida. And he said, I'm not shutting my business down. I can't afford to shut my business down. People are locked at home and they're making orders. I'm basically shipping stuff if I can, or people are coming to my business. I'm not letting them in. And I'm basically selling stuff out of the door. Law enforcement, Tampa PD went to his business 
arrested him in handcuffs and charged him for violating COVID mandate order. Now, the uh, uh, state attorney, prosecuting attorney, immediately told him to drop the charge and said, you can't be doing this. This is completely and totally out of control. I hope he filed a lawsuit for basically abusive process on that entire situation. But I wanted to bring this up to remind everybody now, just to give everybody a reminder of what they did two years ago and why you should be absolutely adamant about not complying with any level of restrictions anymore. And I mean that with everything. I don't care if you're trying to travel. I don't mean where you're going. If it means you can't go there, you're not going to do it, then don't do it. The level of compliance I'm still seeing among the general population right now, even when the facts are right there to slap you in the face, like from John Hopkins University, and people are still going along with it because, well, they don't want to deal with any conflict. I don't want to deal with any problems. It's the same thing if you're planning on going on vacation to another country. If that country is going to put you through the paces and try to force you to be vaccinated or make you quarantine and make you test every two days and do all these stupid, arbitrary rules that have no business whatsoever being in a free, civilized society, don't go to that country. Don't go spend your money at their hotels. Don't go spend your money at their restaurants. Give it to countries or states or businesses that want to respect your freedom. And that's a simple fact that people need to be following right now. They're now saying that basically over in Australia, this is so disturbing, Western Australia, they're now saying unvaccinated parents in Western Australia will not be able to visit their own sick children in the hospital. While the news anchors, if you watch the report on it, they actually were almost celebrating in an exciting way of forcing the unvaxxed to change their philosophy. And they blatantly said that unvaccinated parents will be barred from seeing their sick, ch sick children in the hospital. When their children are scared and they're sick and they're alone, and it's the one time that they absolutely would love to see their family and be supported by their family because they have some type of serious disease or ailment. They're telling the unvaccinated parents, you can't see your child. Your parental rights don't matter. As they said in, in the news story, your parental rights don't trump other people's rights to be healthy. Now, here's the moronic, absolutely asinine, out-of-this-world stupid concept about this entire thing. They've already come out now. The pharmaceutical companies, the CDC, numerous agencies have already come out now and said there is no statistical difference between being able to contract and spread COVID between vaccinated and unvaccinated. The only proof or report that they've been able to show at all is that an early phase of the vaccination, if you don't die and get unbelievably sick, if you catch COVID, you may have slightly less symptoms than you did if you didn't get the injection. That's the only rebuttal they have about the entire thing. There is no scientific evidence or data to show the COVID injection, that Jeff Dab, Def Jab, prevents you from spreading the infection any more than somebody that's uninjected. So the fact that Australia is doing this is simply showing the entire world that they are so far out of control with tyranny that there needs to be a full-blown revolution in that country. The problem is they don't have any firearms, they don't have any rights anymore, and they don't have the ability to do anything. And it is sad because that country was so pretty and so gorgeous. I remember when I visited there years ago, and I absolutely loved it. 
beautiful country. Would love to go back there again. Sadly enough, I probably will never be able to step foot in that country again. They have now told Kanye West he was supposed to do some concert down there. They told him he would be banned from coming to Australia if he did not get the ejection. Kanye West told him, well, guess what? I'll do my concert in another country. You guys can have fun with your stupid, petty little shots. I'm not getting involved with you anymore. That's the resolve that people need to start having, especially people that are celebrities and have a, they basically have a platform to speak their mind and say what's going on. Italy now, completely going tyrannical. They have now said, introduced as of last week, 100 euro fines for all people over the age of 50 that have not gotten the injection. 100 euro fines. Doesn't matter what you're doing. Now, I'm not talking about going somewhere doing anything. If you got, you didn't get the shot, you get a fine in the mail now. Italy's government has now updated their current Green Pass digital requirement and introduced new restrictions effective Tuesday. The country currently has a two-tier Green Pass system. The basic version, which is available for everyone who continues to test negative for COVID-19 every month, and the super version, which can only be obtained by being vaccinated or fully recovered from the virus. Now, here's the part about this that's so stupid. Whether you've been recovered from the virus, whether you've tested negative from the virus, or whether you've basically been injected with the RNA gene therapy, does not make one single bit of difference with whether or not you can contract again and spread the virus. It doesn't. You can be carrying the virus, and you have the virus, and you're sick, and you're spreading the virus, or you can be injected, and you can be sick and have the virus, or you can basically be recovered and probably contract it again, even though they've shown that natural immunity is very, very rare that anybody contracts it again if they've actually really gotten it and recovered from it. So why are they fining people? Why are they not allowing you to basically go do things at restaurants and bars and hotels and gyms if you don't have the super green pass? They're saying the basic version, which means you've either recovered or you basically have tested negative, you can only go to supermarkets, pharmacies, and fuel stations and banks. That's it. You can't go to malls. You can't go to restaurants. You can't go to bars. You can't go to cinemas. You can't go to theaters. You can't go to gyms. You can't go to stadiums. You can't go to hotels. You can't do either unless you have the injection. So why the push for the injection if it doesn't stop you from spreading it? Well, it's very simple, as we just said. It's designed to break the psyche of the general populace and make everybody grown accustomed that the government knows more than you, the government is smarter than you, and the government knows what's best for you. And you do not question it, you do not ask anything about it, and you sure as heck don't go against it. That's what this entire thing is about, and it's the same thing that just happened to Whoopi. You don't make certain comments or else we will eviscerate you. We will make a mockery out of you, and we will make sure every mainstream media outlet does not do anything but pretty much insult you. Same thing they've done with Joe Rogan and multiple other people that simply question the narrative. When you start seeing a society go to this level of repulsiveness, this level of tyranny, this level of invasive speech against people that simply exercise their First Amendment right, it's a clear-cut example of why we have the amendments in place. And as I have said repeatedly, if you don't exercise those amendments, if you don't maintain those amendments, if you don't stand and keep those amendments, you will have none of them. When people knowingly give up their right to be able to travel, knowingly give up their right to breathe fresh air and put a muzzle on, knowingly give up their right to own firearms and own anything they want under the Second Amendment, you don't have the right anymore. You can pretend you have the right. You can put it on your wall and act like it's there, 
but it doesn't mean anything. It's literally frivolous air. It's it's pixie dust. It's it's fagazi. It's fagoozy. It's nothing. It doesn't exist. It's gone because you didn't maintain it and you didn't demand that it be respected. That's why we're seeing what's going on with the truckers right now. That's why we're seeing what's going on in the United States with the American truckers right now. And I saw an article the other day that was so disturbing because, again, it's dragging our young children into this cesspool of moronic behavior and racial diversion and divisiveness, I should say, across the country. A school board meeting, a teacher came up, and this was the the North Penn School District. This is in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. A fifth-grade teacher working in that school district made elementary kids line up in line from darkest children, African-American black children, the far left, all the way to the lightest skin colors, and made the lightest skin colors walk around and apologize to the darker skin colored kids for being white. I kid you not. Then they took it a step further and did a full-blown, a what they referred to as coming in and doing a elementary activity on race theory. And she made kids that basically she asked them questions, and she said, if you have a in-ground pool, if you have an iPhone, if you have parents that are married, step forward. It made all the kids step forward with all these different things, and then those kids had to turn around and apologize to the other children that weren't able to step forward because they may not have had those specific things she listed. This is full-blown racial indoctrination, and it's designed to do one thing. It's designed to teach kids that they have to be racist inherently simply by their skin color because somebody else may have something or doesn't have something that they want. This is exactly why you're seeing the idiotic behavior we're seeing from these young children in the university systems now. This is why you're seeing so many kids absolutely have behavioral problems and being arrested at young ages and doing all these stupid things all the time. Now it's getting much, much, much worse. As Dad said yesterday – We're essentially trust fund babies to the world of freedom that our forefathers on this land bled and died. We're willing to give everything. Remember, the the patriots in the Revolutionary War, there was nothing prestigious about being in the war, post-war. Virtually almost all of them were bankrupt by the end of the war. Vast majority of them had died. A large portion of them died early because they had so many battle wounds and injuries. And what they did have left, they scraped up and pushed and fought for to try to make sure that their children continued to know what was going on. And they did. There was nothing great about it as far as afterwards. Most of them lost everything they had, including their farms, their lands, their property. A lot of them, most of them lost their families, at least a good portion of it. But yet here we are now willing to give up every right we had because somebody told you to be scared of a virus that you don't even know you have because you need to go test for it. If you got it, trust me, you'll know you got it. It sucks. I've had it before. It makes you feel horrible for about three to five days. If you take the proper supplements and you hammer the vitamin C and the D3 and the zinc and the quercetin, you bounce back pretty quick. If you have a really severe case, hammer the ivermectin in on it, and you'll push right through it. Like I told you the other day, we had a, a caller call into Steve. And they said, well, I tested positive. I don't know what to do. And Steve goes, well, when did you test positive? Well, I tested positive like five days ago. All right, well, what are your symptoms? Well, I don't have any symptoms. Steve goes, well, if you're really concerned, make sure you're hammering the supplements. They said, well, yeah, I'm taking the supplements. He said, then 
you're probably fine, bud. It's not the end of the world. But the fear porn and the propaganda on the television has literally been the single-handed most horrific thing that has ever landed on this current generation. And that is why I've encouraged you, stand up and support your alternative media that you know is the truth and turn off the stinking television with the CNN and the Fox News and the NBC and the ABC. It is all directed propaganda designed to do one thing and is designed to change your perception and your outlook on current events and make you think exactly what they want you to think. That is why I've told you, do your own research. You don't have to believe what I believe. If you think something's going on or you think something's occurring or something's happening with a war, do your own research on it. That's fine with me. But just be aware of who you listen to. But at the end of the day, make your own decision on it. If you don't like what I say, that's fine. If you don't like what Ted says, that's absolutely fine. You don't have to agree with everything we say. You're not going to in most cases. But make your own decision. Don't believe everything you hear just because somebody says it. Do your own research. Come to your own conclusion. And make your own basically decisions that affect your own life based on what you truly believe, Dad. You're 100% right, Austin. We have to think him for ourselves. We really do. Uh, one of my doctor friends contacted me this morning, and she was talking about Whoopi Goldberg, and said she was right. She said, These bootlickers, uh, referring to Whoopi, Whoopi uh, never can stand up for anything. And he says, and, and then she goes to say that. She goes, but the principle of behavior that never gets out is the truth. They choose some career moment instead of backing the truth at a critical juncture. He says anyone can stand on principle when it costs them nothing. Do you hear what I just said? Anyone can stand on principle when it costs them nothing. When you have to stand up and you know you're going to get fired and something's going to happen or something's going to go wrong or something's going to go sideways, anybody can stand up when there's no pressure. But when it's suddenly, you know, it's something that, you know, you're going to have to deal with and it's going to cost you personally, I've dealt with that. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much banned now on, on mainstream radio and mainstream TV. And I know that, but I don't care. I continued to tell the truth all the years that I was on mainstream radio and mainstream TV because I wasn't going to compromise the information that I was putting out there, even though sometimes they even censored me. But I still managed to get the information out on all these other shows that I did. Guys, listen to me. It's so important that we understand that we've got to stand for the word of God. We really do. And now an article just came out. says how the federal government has used evangelical leaders to spread COVID propaganda to churches. This is by Megan Basham. Says in September, the Wheaton College dean, Ed Snetzer, interviewed National Institute's health director, Francis Collins, on his podcast, Church Leadership, about why Christians who want to obey Christ's command to love their neighbors should get the COVID vaccine and avoid indulging in misinformation. Yeah, that, that's what we have coming out now. This is all because of the Zionism influence is what's going on. Yeah, I mean, this is just unbelievable that, that, that they're doing this. I'm going to post this on the website. And, and then it says the conversation also turns to the subject of making and forcing children were masked school, with Collins noting that Christians in particular have been resistant to it. His view is firm that kids should be masked if they want to be in the classroom. To do anything else is to turn schools into super spreaders. Complete lies. Setzer offered no pushback or follow-up questions based on, on other medical experts. Push and push and push and push and push and push and push. And now... He, the, the, at the end of the podcast, by announcing that the Billy Graham Center, you guys know I'm not a fan of Billy Graham, will be formally partnering with the Biden administration. Wait a minute. The Billy Graham Center is going to be formally partnering with the Biden administration together with the National Institutes of Health and the CDC to launch a website, coronavirusandthechurch.com, to provide clergy COVID resources they could use to convey to their congregations. 
wait a minute. The churches won't even come in and tell the people the truth about anything as far as, you know, it's controversial nowadays, but they're going to go ahead and tell the churches they've got to start posting COVID misinformation. The churches are in agreement with it. This goes right back to the clergy response team and all the people that are involved in all that. Guys, listen to me. This is a mess. This is why talk to your pastors about this. Let them read this stuff. Give them the article that I just posted. Take them to the website. Say, what is this all about? Why are you doing this? Force them to take a stand. And I can tell you this. If your pastor's been vaccinated, I'd really question whether I want to go there or not, just between me and you. But that's your call. Here's another article. School boards and schools across America are implementing BLM week of action that calls for disruption of the Western nuclear family. Week of action curriculum centers itself around 13 Black Lives Matter guiding principles. Wait a minute. This goes on to detail what Austin talked about a few minutes ago about what they're doing and having to apologize to people that aren't the whites are having to apologize to the to all the people of color, whatever that's supposed to mean. Guys, listen to me. This isn't of God. This is not of God. This is of the evil one. All of this. That this is not okay. We were all created in God's image. Nobody's nobody's any better than anybody else. And, and doing reverse racism in schools and teaching young children to do it is nauseating to me. It really is. It's awful. Only white people can be racist against people of color. That's what the ADL said. I read it to you yesterday. This is a not, it's unbelievable that we don't have pastors in the pulpit speaking out against this, and that we've all become so compliant that we don't want to have our voices heard. You heard my voice today. I'm not playing this game anymore. I have I, I pulled the I pulled the bandaid off this podcast about two years ago, and I said I'm done being politically correct on anything. I'm not going to do it anymore. We have a First Amendment right. We have Second Amendment. We have all of our amendments. Exercise them. Make sure you use them because if you don't, I promise you they will go away. But above everything, keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, for He is the author and He is the finisher and He's the perfecter of our faith. He was a real man. Follow his example, not some pansy in a pulpit. Austin, what do you think, buddy? Go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. And this is where they're trying to take everything. This is why the World Economic Forum came out with two articles. And, I mean, uh, Paul Joseph Watson brought them up. There were last year two articles exploring how people should be conditioned in the idea of eating weeds and bugs basically drinking reconstituted sewage water. I talked about this last year. This is where they're trying to take this entire thing. One of the first articles that talked about how the farming animals generate so much greenhouse emissions that we need to go ahead and start eating weeds, and they can be nutritious and tasty. There's a reason why we don't eat weeds in most cases, because they're not tasty. They're usually disgusting. Sometimes they can kill you. So don't eat weeds. I don't care what these morons say. If it's something that is actually a true plant that's designed to be edible, eat it. What they're doing is they're conditioning people. What's interesting, the article also goes on to talk about that one of the World Economic Forum's article was entitled Five Reasons We Need to Start Nurturing and Eating Weeds. And then it went also to also talk about how response involving culturally conditioned ideas of what is natural can be modified over time. And when talked about eating insect-based foods and drinking water and fluids that are from reclaimed sewage, and the author concludes that desensitization may be effective in reducing disgust among the general population. Guys, this is where they're headed with this stuff. They don't want you eating beef. They don't want you eating steak. They don't want you eating eggs. They want you eating weeds, bugs, and basically drinking sewage water that reclaim. While at the same time, they'll be sitting in their penthouse suite that they just landed at with their Gulfstream 700, 
eating their Wagyu steak, telling everybody, oh, the peasants need to eat more bugs down there because they're not eating enough. That's the overall goal. And once you realize who's running this, you start realizing why. You want to never comply with anything they say under any circumstances and push back and make your voice heard. That is why it is so important you support everybody that's standing up right now. And I, again, commend the truckers in Canada and the United States. Keep pushing forward. These guys have some of the heaviest hitter positions you can have in the entire country because of what they do with supply lines. But again, when this starts to occur, it is crucial. Everybody, make sure you know you have your own gear, your own food, your own water, your own preparations in place. Because these things that are going to start occurring, it's going to be getting more and more difficult to get supplies, food buckets, beans and rice, whatever you want to get, whatever you need. Make your own list and start going through with it. Again, I encourage everybody, and thank you for the continued support of HealthMasters.com. Again, we have the Purple Sticks back in stock. Lots of other products going up on sale, including the HGH Stimulate today. i got a special for you guys. It's going to be coming up today. You guys are going to love it. And the product of the week, which you all voted, it won the Super Potent E. That's our mix to coat for all vitamin E. Going to go up on the website as well this afternoon, so be sure to check it out at HealthMasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.